the advisory the first and last advice show on the internet where we answer questions to learn a little bit more about what it means to be human all advice is final and legally binding can i see the disclaimer you can and see it with your eyes and hear it and hear it with your ears the following show features goofs performed either by professionals or under the supervision of professionals Accordingly, Black Swan Society and the idiots in front of you must insist that no one attempt to actually follow any advice spewed into the world on this show. Oh, isn't it? I like how professional her blazer is. She's yeah. Very sort of, she's sort of very good. She, for a show that is two absolute Muppets hanging out and slanging advice, yeah. she's very professional. David, I love a logline, okay? Your a logline... You're famously a marketing boy. You love a logline. You love a, bi- a a subtitle, if you will. Absolutely. Uh, and for those who don't know a logline, it's a brief summary of a TV show, film, or book that states the central conflict of the story, usually giving both a synopsis and the story's plot with a nice little emotional hook that piques your interest. Give me a, give me a story. I'll give you a logline. Um, Harry Potter and the one with the rock that makes him young and the guys on the back of his head. Oh, the first one. Uh, 11 year old boy discovers he's a wizard and must navigate the perils of a magical school, uh, while trying to outsmart an evil wizard. Oh, fuck. That's good. Cunt. That is, <laughs> that is good. Wow, I wish I, Doug, I wish I had a little round of applause button that I could do. Um, Thank you. Let's go with um, Jumanji. Fuck. Two friends discover a board game. uh, two, Two friends discover a forgotten board game in the attic and begin to play. They quickly discover the board game can affect and shape reality and they must contend with the creatures and the dangers within while trying to befriend a child who fell into the board game decades prior. Played by Robin Williams. Where do I sign to give you my money? I want to see this film. You've sold me. You've sold me again, David. And and, and Robin Williams is the guy that they're trying to befriend. Now, I don't know if you know about this, but every year there's something called the Hollywood Blacklist that gets published. And the what? The Blacklist? The Blacklist is it's an annual list of the best unproduced screenplays of that year that sort oh. of spent the year circulating through Hollywood. I've and never heard of this. They're voted on by a jury of over 300 film executives. And uh, the Blacklist has famously produced uh, several scripts that went on to be made into Best Picture winners, including Spotlight, Argo, and Slumdog Millionaire. I guess so, that was going to be my question. Like, what like what happens to them after? They make it on the silver screen and we get captivated. Or... Have I told you... Someone buys t- them and it never gets made, or no one buys yeah. it and it fades into obscurity. Or even better, someone does buy it, and then as the film gets made, um, corporate overture and control uh, suffocates the original vision to the point where it's unrecognizable. Capitalism, that is, baby. That is option four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know who it was. I, I and, and I deeply apologize because I cannot remember where I heard this. But I remember someone saying, "My dad hates films." This was recently. It could have been. This could have been a sh- podcast I listened to, a show I watched, a human being I know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but recently, someone said, okay. "My my dad hates films. The only film he likes is Slumdog Millionaire because he understands who wants to be a millionaire so he can follow it." Which I think is the most profound realization of all time. That a dad is like, I don't like films. I find them confusing. But I understand he wants to be a millionaire, so I like that slumdog film. That is, that's heinous to me. I was, re- I was talking to someone recently about, um, yeah. someone was talking about things that they like and are interested in. And two mm-hmm. of the things that they said were, I like music and I like fun. And I said, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. You can't. Sorry. No. Sorry. And so let me just. I'm just going to check the list. Yeah. List of interests that exist. Music. Oh, that's on there. Mm-hmm. What I'm yep. not seeing on here um, is oh fun. Um, yep. Because that's a um, that's an experience, not an interest. Right. So but, it's not on the yeah, list but what, of interest. Yeah, but I get that you're saying that. But one of my passions is fun. So that's so James. That's like saying one of your passions is adventure. That's not anything. That's not anything. It's... Stop putting it on your Tinder profile. Honestly. It's nothing. It's like saying, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but um, I, I enjoy food. Oh, what a unique insight. Thank you so much. Thank the... you so much. Sorry, you enjoy the thing you have to consume to, to stay to, up. To sustain Actually, life, yeah. I'm not a... I'm pretty hit on this on food, but oxygen, big fan. One of my main interests is oxygen. That's up there. That's up there for me. I'm breathing it right now. That's so how into that, it I am. I don't understand how someone comes along and says that they don't like movies. That's a very, that's a very strange thing to me. It's a very, but then also to be like, love so, pi- guys, is, guys, fine, I love, but- yeah, yeah, but I love, I love pictures. Okay. And I love, and I love story you know, a little bit. And I love sound. All of those three things. Great. Love them all. But for some Mm -hmm. reason, when you start layering those together and you start to add a little bit of motion to the pitches and maybe inject some sound relevant to the moving pitches and perhaps even some type of underlying story. Disgusting. Give me my Uh game shows. The cunts got $2 million in briefcase number 15. And I fucking bet my life on it, cunt. It, yeah, it's a weird, it, and you know what, James? I would love to tell you where I heard that. For, I would love to tell you where I heard that. Just to yeah, kind of communicate to you. The person said it to you right before you fucking planted a shovel into the back of their head and then buried their body in the middle of the desert. Where I heard it. Um, and I don't know how that's possible. Like, ontologically, I don't know how that, it might have been, if I had to guess, if I had to be like, who is the weirdest person I know? It mm-hmm. might have been Ryan from Funhouse talking about his dad. That's the only person I could think of that I, I sort of consume frequently who, who, who may, who may, yeah, that's a bit, I mean, it could have been anyone. Um, okay, so. 
Well, we I, love I movies not... here. Fuck that guy, because we love we fucking, movies here. We love films. We, we we love films so much and so hard that I did a podcast for seven years about films, right? Like definitely. I I, I, I did I, fucking... I did one very briefly for I think about <laughs> a year called Weekly Rentals. I remember. Great title, great artwork. Really, I'll say that. Really good, really good artwork. Yeah, the show, the content of the, the show sh- could have yeah. used some work, but we yeah. had a fun time doing it. Could have used some. Yeah, it could have used a little bit of production, but it was. There it was, was no. Good. You was weren't solid. walking away with anything. You weren't walking away with any sort of like new insight or sort of you know I a, a, a take on you know. It, yeah. Yeah. No, we weren't talking about like oh, all the all the. No, I don't know if you know this, but uh, in the film Psycho. Uh, she is actually wearing black bras up until a certain point, and there's real there's a deep underlying meaning about how that it's it was really more of like um, recalling like, things I, that happened in the movie and having yeah. a bit of a hey, chuckle do you about it. This scene, I like that scene. Yeah, <laughs> y'all y'all were doing the the like the like high school film experience where you walk out of a film and you're like, what was your best bit? <laughs> like, and maybe and maybe wasn't... goofing on how you can. Improve some aspects, you know, a fun yeah, jaunt. So I'm going to hit you with yeah. some log lines from the blacklist that got me juiced. Okay. Okay. Oh, yes. So we got some, these are like some ju- these. Are, now, do we know if these like one? Do they? How does the how do the awards work? Are they like multiple winners? Like are they are they ranked? Like do we have like a heuristic for what Hollywood thought of these? It just they just they all so they get they go through you know 300 film executives they all vote on which ones they like and then mm-hmm. the top ones i don't know how they determine that get put onto this list and okay. there's set there was 74 of them for 2022 or whatever okay um, i'm gonna rank i'm gonna rank these log lines okay they're gonna get one of three scores okay uh it's either gonna be the batman which means i'm so excited i want to pee myself you couldn't go for a simple system like want to see it, got to no. need it, and throw no. it in the bin. Nope. Uh, so the Batman, which is I want to see it so bad. Sorry, really quickly. Everyone, yeah. pull out your fucking pen and paper, okay? <laughs> and David's going to explain to you his very obscure system for how we're going to mark how badly he wants to or doesn't want to see these movies based on the logline. So write down, not- draw, draw a little Batman on your little piece of paper there. And now David's really going to explain what the fuck that means. Yeah. It's actually really simple. It goes in order, the Batman, yep. Avatar and Avatar 2. Okay. And what do they mean exactly? So the, the Batman, Batman is I want to see it real bad. The Avatar is, I'm, that sounds interesting. And Avatar 2 is I could care less. Yeah. Okay. I'm interested. And just been not interested. And not you don't want to throw any of them in the bin. You're just not interested. I'm just so here's the thing about art. Make whatever you want. But I could just I'm not just it's to right. me, to me, to me. You might be the wrong audience. Interested. Yeah. Yeah, you know? It, it, it's, whatever. Not interested. This one's so, called yeah. The Midnight Pool. Ooh. Burdened by the loss of his wife to a suicide cult. An embittered investigative journalist infiltrates an elite secret society only to find something far more sinister. Uh, Avatar. That sounds pretty interesting. Avatar! That's a Batman! That's a Batman! <laughs> I, knew this, I knew that this was going to piss you off, this ranking system. Uh, that is a Batman. I'm, I'm That's a Batman. The second you said it, it was a Batman. Yeah, of course it's a Batman. This one um, is... Uh, Vitus or Vitus, V-I-T-U-S. 
1518, a dancing plague overtook the city of Strasbourg in the Holy Roman Empire. Hundreds of people danced themselves to death over the course of a summer, and no one knows why. Encircling medieval medicine, the uncanny, the uncanny and the origins of mass hysteria, Vitus is a wildly visual exploration of a crucial but little-known moment in European history. Uh, two Batmans. What? That sounds fucking sick. This what? Is, the this, dancing plague? Are you... It, that's, dog, what is dog. that? That's... It's real. Bro. This happened. Yes. Yes. Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Google, I'm, I'm Google the, the dancing plague. Oh my god. This shit is Footloose meets The Happening. The outbreak began in July 1518 when a woman began to dance fervently in the street in Strasbourg. By early September, the outbreak began to subside. Historical documents, including physical notes, cathedral sermons, local and uh, regional chronicles, and even notes issued by the Strasbourg City Council are clear that the victims danced. It is not known why. Historical sources agree there was an outbreak of dancing after a single woman started dancing, and the dancing did not seem to die down. It lasted for such a long time that it even attracted the attention of the magistrate and the bishop, and some number of doctors ultimately intervened, pulling the putting the afflicted in the hospital? Yeah, it says that contemporary explanations for the dancing plague included demonic possession and overheated blood, and as many as a hundred people died. That's so fascinating. That's super interesting, right? That's a Batman. Oh, so interesting. That's a Batman. That's two Batmans. I'm changing now, the system. I can double down on Batman's if I need to. Uh, it also says investigators in the 20th century suggested that the afflicted might have consumed bread made from rye flour contaminated with the fungal disease ergot or ergo. So either way, yeah. double Batman's. We want to see it. Make this movie happen. Maybe maybe they were just like, they were all just like new boot goofing. Like, I don't know. Good yeah, options. I think, I think it was, it. I think the trees turned evil. And Ooh. they pollinated um, evil kill-yourself juice uh, out into the air, obviously. And then that went into their noses, a.k.a. The Happening. Um, and then I'm The Happening, Mark Wahlberg, pretty sure. Don't know. And then they footloose themselves to is, death. So. That's Marky Mark, yeah. So these um, ones are... me an I'm, idea. Yeah, that's... that's that's Yeah, okay. That's... um Gave me an idea for next week. I'm writing it down. These, these ones I'm far less juiced for. And these are really because I just wanted to get your take on them. Okay. Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretentious snob, so I'm interested to see what these are. Subversion. When her family is abducted, a disgraced submariner must pilot a narco submarine to its destination in less than eight hours, or her husband and daughter will be killed. Avatar 2. Not interested. It's at speed. A, that is that is speed to cruise that's control speed meets underwater. taken. That's speed underwater meets taken is what I, that is. It is a film that my dad would love. Oh, yeah. I think my dad would probably froth that one, to be honest. If, if, the, who, uh, what was the, sorry, was it a, uh, her, is, is a female pilot? Yes. Oh, when her family is abducted, a disgraced submariner must pilot. A narco submarine to its destination in less than eight hours. Yeah. Where her husband and daughter yeah, would be my, killed. My dad would love that and he would be very he would dote on the fact that, like, you know, you, you know, the old war films, it was always men in the protagonist. It's nice to have a woman, you know, in the main in the main character seat. And I'd be like, I don't disagree. You know, and I'm over that's... here saying gen, gender gender swap speed? Taken. 
So, oh my god, can we? I don't know. Do we have the budget in Black Swan to gender swap speed and make that? Because I would. Can, can we? Can we do that? Do we have the money? Because that would be fucking sick. Who plays Keanu? Like Who plays Keanu um, in gender swap speed? Emily Blunt. Okay. Uh, who's driving like the bus then? James, who plays the bus driver? Cut this out. Who plays the bus driver? I forgot. In uh, the Sandra Bullock. We just get Keanu Reeves to do it. <laughs> yeah, but it will, that... it will specifically be called Speed 3 and it will be very confusing because it has nothing to do with the first two confusing. films. Yeah. Um, what if we get the guy, what, we will, uh, we'll, we'll get the kid um, who was Han Solo, um, Alden Ehrenreich. He's a really, really great actor. He's a really interesting um, kind of performer. We'll get him. Oh, yeah. Fucking uh, Adam Driver. So this no, one's Ald called... Alden. <laughs> Adam Driver. Yeah, but yeah, I want Adam Driver, so... That hit me a few seconds too late. <laughs> Sorry. Dying for you. Okay. A, lo a low-level worker on a spaceship Yikes. run by a dark god must steal the most powerful weapon in the universe to save his workplace crush. Ooh, see, the up until the pitch of, like, the hook... Like, oh, sorry, up until the pitch of, like, the narrative, I was, like, low-level worker, space station, yep, yep, like, some mundane story about, like, work and, like, the nature of labor and, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a story about, like, humanizing workers and understanding that, like, you know, corporations are the enemy. And, 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 and then you kept talking, and so it went from, like, a... What happened was the first half of it was, like, a Batman times five, and then it became an Avatar times ten. Because... It sounds fine, but right. I'm, it's not that I'm not interested. It's just they kind of ruined it by making it. When you said the most powerful in the universe, my brain kind of shut down. Right. Um, Where so you started to take in that. that initially was I thought that you were going to switch it into being, you know, you know, a Star Trek like future where they've sort of they've eradicated the need for money. And so, yeah, right. I thought you were gonna you were gonna pose a story where a low level worker is working on a spaceship, and he's one of the people who isn't lucky enough to live in this utopian, you know, moneyless society. He's still what? one of the people who is essentially enslaved to continue that's working. Kind of what, that's kind make... of what I'm imagining. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, really, really quickly. Best game of last year. This is like, this is a quick aside. Best video game of last year. You don't have to be a gamer to enjoy this. Was Citizen Sleeper, and it is a story about the corporatization of existence where you are a um hang on i can do a log line for this give me a second give me a second <laughs> come on brain so you play a sleeper who is a android replicant of someone who sold their identity to a corporation who, you know they basically like they sell a copy of their identity to a corporation and they kind of reproduce it infinitely to do labor um, and you've escaped from the corp from the corporation, and you're dying because they the corporation's the only place where you can get the drug that keeps you alive. And you find yourself on the space station outside of their control, and you have to kind of work through the politics and the gangs and this that, and the fifth thing of this space station. And what it ends up being is this like deeply beautiful game about, um, you know, you have to rely on people and learn to trust people 
um, you know, on the space station and make difficult choices about, you know, who you want to support and how you want to support them. But ultimately, you know, the game has your back. Like, it's very humanist in its approach. Like, if you fuck up and make the wrong call, one of your friends is going to step in and help you. And the more money you make and the more financially secure you become, the more you're able to help the people you care about. You don't, like, get a dope apartment. You just have more bandwidth to do the right thing and help the people around you. And it's, like, legitimately, like, not just as a video game, but, like, as a piece of art. Citizen Sleeper is... It, 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 was it had a tremendous impact on me at, like, a existential level. Um, that's kind of what that started to remind me of until they said the thing about the most powerful weapon in the universe. And then it just sounded, like, bright, which um, is bad. Well, yeah, because it's, like, he's... You know, the spaceship's run by a dark god, you know, and it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to go out for my boss, the dark god, and get him the second most powerful weapon in the universe to save my workplace he crush. The, he didn't want the other most powerful, you know. Uh, and uh, quickly, I'll do these last two. Mega action mm. hit. After Hollywood's leading actors, uh, after Hollywood's leading action star hits his head on set and wakes up thinking he's a real life action hero. He embarks on an international mission to track down a real stolen nuke before it's too late. This is this is just the last action hero, but without the cinema portal, essentially. I would watch I would watch Ryan Reynolds do that. So like Avatar one. Oh, okay. I was thinking I was okay, interesting. You've gone it like, seems a, like a Reynolds flick. Like I a free know. you're like a free guy, like you know, quirky, like, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going for well, like how, Last action hero, kind of serious, but kind of not serious. And Arnie, and a movie, and a good, real I'm mean not, looking this is gonna, guy. This is gonna sound like a joke. Could we put Keanu Reeves in this? He, it sounds like a film he flourish in. <laughs> it's not a bit. Keanu's, I think he's good Keanu's working on bikes and a million Matrix remakes, mate. He's booked up. Okay, he doesn't need this. And plus, he's already got Speed 3 on his books that <laughs> we've got him like working John in. John Wick 10 soon, presumably. Uh, and the last one is Cheat Day. When a young woman in a decade-long heterosexual relationship realizes she needs to explore her bisexuality, she and her boyfriend institute a cheat day, 24 hours in which they can do whatever and whomever before deciding whether to get engaged or break up. So my, I would rewrite this tagline to very simple four words the purge but fucking oh yeah i i would rewrite this to the show oh god this exists on netflix someone made this what's it called this exists this this show exists um downton abbey uh, ah! uh yumi her this this show already exists. Someone made okay. this. You, you don't need to watch this. It exists. Right. So this is um, this is actually, a big old rip off, is what you're saying. It's, okay. It's actually Yumi Hair is like a really good show. Um, it, I cried multiple times. I cry in everything, so that's not really good heuristic, but it's 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 fine. Um, oh, that's why I'm I am concerned to go see The Whale in cinemas because I everyone is crying in this movie, and it's a big return to form of our beaut beautiful shining beacon Brendan Fraser and I think I'm going to cry in public and it's going to be uncomfortable but we're going to do it anyway I yeah I, I, I have it I have an issue where like if, if I'm emotionally engaged in the film 
it's it's all over like i just like i just i'll cry at the drop of a hat i yeah i think one of the things that is like really interesting um my therapist pointed this out not me is when i'm really depressed like i've been pretty depressed like the last like two months um when i'm really depressed i cry when characters do something that makes them really happy am i like i like i was saying to my therapist the other day like um I can't think what it was. I think it might have been like I was watching Parks and Recreation of all things. Right. And Leslie did something. Oh, that's right. It's that episode where Leslie um, gives Ron like the instructions to go to the Lagavulin Brewery and he reads the poem. He's like sitting up on the the the, um, the cliffside and he's reading the poem. Um, and I was crying because I was because I was like, that's the nicest thing like like that's just the most like 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 you know leslie's whole purpose in life is like it has this monologue of like april before which is like you know leslie's purpose in life is to she's found her purpose on this earth and that's to help that's to make other people's lives better um and then that happened and i was just i was like bawling my eyes out my therapist was like have you maybe noticed that like there might be this could be like an indicator that your depression's bad that like when someone else is happy you cry and i was like uh so uh so Maybe. And he said, he said no, and that's mean to point out, quite frankly. And that's yeah, not made that's me happy. Actually, so that's actually made made me unhappy, which is not why I come here. Um, uh, I'll throw this this one at you. I had a grey on it, gravies, maybes, obviously. So didn't know if I was going to read this one. Uh, Beechwood, shunned by elite society as a member of the gig economy, a sociopath, a sociopathic dog walker infiltrates an exclusive LA community with designs of reaching the top of the neighborhood's social ladder. Yeah, never tell one. Yeah, I struggled to see how that would be. Maybe the screenplays are all good. There's I mean, no... we're just, we're just loglining. No, no, but the, yeah, it lacks like a, like a zhuzh. Like, I don't know, like, like, I, what I the would te- say that is, is what they if... say. that's the technical term. Yeah, it didn't zhuzh Yeah, me. that's, that's the writing term. It lacks a zhuzh. Um, just thinking about this recently and i think i think every pitch because you messaged me some you texted me the most bizarre text out of the blue we were like why the fuck is every pitch like man like likes and walks dog and bad thing happened like you you kind of texted me something like that and dog. I was like it, um, it's it's every log line for everything yeah. is always 100%. like after a husband and wife lose their child in a freak accident they move to a small town where mysterious events begin to unfold. And I'm like, that's, I didn't, that's not giving me anything. I don't know what's happening yeah. here. You're not selling me on this. I think the issue is like, they try not to be specific because they think that's like alluring, but like, tell them what, like, you don't have to give the game away, but like, tell them what's going on. Yeah. Um, don't modern day I, trailer I, me where you give me too much info, but give me something. Give you me know something what I mean? To, give me some, some, some gristle to chew on. Um, I, I, I am going to request, uh, cause that was really fun when we did it. I think a recurring segment now needs to be like, you throw stories at me and I need to, I could do a log line. I think that's actually really fun. Um, I had a really fun time doing that. That was a real brain. That oh, was like you a, fucking, you nailed those, those, uh, those first. Yeah, it was hit. like a, it's like a brain teaser. Um, okay. Look, I, I have two quicks of two, two, I'm leaning into it. Two quicks of business made the mistake committing to it. Two quicks yeah, of business got- before we get it. Hey, hold on. Hey, don't make fun of my friend David, all right? He says words wrong sometimes. Stop Stop giggling. Stop laughing in the back there. 
I hear you on the bus giggling. Yeah, he oh, said too, bus, too quick giggling. some business, and that's yeah. not a thing. And, and he sounds fine. a little bit, and he sounds a little bit fucking stupid right now. But we don't judge here. I didn't say stupid, but that's fine. Thank you. I wouldn't have said stupid. You take it away, David. They've wouldn't settled have. down now. Okay. All right. Well, you said that was James. I, I, I do need you as the as the producer of the show. Do you have the capacity currently to uh, look something up and bring up the screen behind us? Can you do that? Is that within your capabilities? Oh, let's give it You've a done whirl, it once shall we? Before, but let's give it a crack. So I need you to Google Insta underscore repeat. Um, and I want you to bring that up for the for the for the video listener to see, and I'll describe what we're looking at. Okay, let's see. Have, if... you, have you heard of you? Have you heard of this before? Is my first question. Insta underscore repeat. I haven't. Okay, this is gonna blow you. This won't blow your mind, but it will blow someone's mind. Okay, just bring up the Instagram account. Insta underscore repeat. Okay. So for the for the for the viewer at home and for the listener, um. Insta Repeat is a Instagram account which collates Instagram images on the platform Instagram that are I- almost identical. And the whole purpose of the project is to demonstrate how the entire exercise of social media is in replicating something you think people want to see. Um, and it is legitimately mind-blowing when you look at it for, for a, a length of time. Um, have you bring up the rain jacket, like the orange rain jacket one that I'm looking at? Can we make right. that bigger? This Where is like, this is the know. only struggle though, is that I can't scroll it down. Hold on, let me just fucking I'm you a jank. I'm a jank this live. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So what we're looking at is a collage of images where someone has taken a photograph of someone from behind uh, in an orange jacket, looking out at a landscape that is supposed to be like inspiring or like thoughtful or whatever and this entire oh david i'll tell you what yeah. i'm fucking chuffed off me bits with wonderlust right now i want to go exploring from these on it from I these wanna, medium oh. close-up of persons back centered wearing Man, orange i want to get i want to get that well-worn boot goofing going on yeah that travel boot goofing i'm quite frankly i keep looking at my shoes and i'm disgusted about how unsoaked they are by adventure you know what i mean so to be just drenched in adventure um now this won't be this this account shouldn't be surprising to someone like you but i was interested in your thoughts because you know you work in the marketing space you think about social media a lot we talk about social media a lot someone sent this to me and was like hey i think you'll be interested in this as an idea now obviously as the dinosaur of the show right as as the non-online guy I found this fascinating, but not surprising. Like I yeah. get it. Like I understand it. Also wearing a dun- he's wearing a dinosaur shirt right now. As I'm well. also dinosaur park. Uh, he- shout out, shout out, David- Sans- shout out, Sans- Sans- Radio. Uh, David's wearing a um a self portrait t shirt that he got made. That's at actually that's Printify. that's actually that's actually Jackson Bailey right there uh, from Sans Sans Radio as a dinosaur in Dinosaur Park. Um, shout outs uh, the Sans Sans boys. But yeah. It, what I, I guess I was really interested in your thoughts because I looked at it and I went, yeah, like that kind of makes sense. Like people are going to replicate what they think people want to see. But where I think this is really interesting is we talked a little bit, um, maybe like November um, ish about this idea of like, it's, I think a lot of people struggle to understand the way that young people perceive social media. And this for me crystallized an idea, which is, I think sometimes, you know, as curmudgeonly adults, we have this tendency to be like, 
oh, like, you know, like, kids are, like, terminally, terminally online and, like, it's all, like, parasocial relationships or whatever. But I think this, for me, is, like, similar to what Bo Burnham talks about, which is this idea that, like, they don't... It's not that, they, it's not that they're terminally online um, and they're addicted to their phones. It's that they see reality as a virtual experience to funnel into these platforms. You know, they are, they are creating moments to look back on. They're not having a moment of thinking, I should capture that. They are doing activities where they can, they, they, they can create a moment, frame it, like you're seeing here, you know, yep. literally frame it in this case. Obviously, I'm, I'm being uh, allegorical in, my, in what I mean by framing, but creating a frame to look back on and then say, yeah, that was like a satisfactory moment. Like it's, it's, it's you, it's converting the real world into a virtual environment in which to create moments to uh, look back on and, and sort of say, yes, I was a satisfied participant. Um, you know, my life looks good on paper rather than having a moment and then someone happening to capture it. And right. that, that sounds trivial, but, but I, they, they are tremendously discreet, I think. Right. Um, well, it's because... this account for I, me is just really illustrative of that. Well, I mean, and again, you know, being this sort of uh, terminally offline person, you wouldn't know about living for the gram. And I think that that's sort of, you know, a pretty big issue here. Because you've got to live for the gram. And the whole, the whole world is a stage. I don't know if you know that, but the whole world, it's a stage. And my phone is my uh, paintbrush and my life is a canvas. And, you know, so I'm just doing it for the gram. Popularized, obviously, yeah. by the Vine. That was a Vine thing? Do it for the gram. Yes, it was. Do it for yeah. the gram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just switching headsets because my, my headphones are dying. Are you um, and you sort of don't feel the need to sort of paint and weave a wonderful tapestry of photos digitally for sort of an faceless, no, amorphous I've, audience just, of people who you will and let's not forget, because we covered a story like where someone <laughs> someone full blown attacked a member of their family, made them feel like shit. Ah! Yeah, and know, made that. someone else and made multiple members of their family feel like shit because they were like, no, 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 this is a really good picture of me of person centered in paved road with trees either side, you know? But this, this, this is somewhat, I guess, that one of the through lines that we've been kind of discussing over the length of the show is like, you made the point of that episode, which, which I listened back to recently, um, and you made the argument of like, they, they literally were like, these are the people that love and support me and I'm going to ignore their needs in favor of this platform. And like, it's not just in favor of this platform, it's to, 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 to curate an image. Yeah. I mean that not as an, I, I don't mean, a, I don't mean like the, I don't mean literally taking an image. I mean like curating like a, like a, um, an image of uh, yourself, like a personal yeah, brand, a, a, if you will. A, a, a constructed, um, sense of self, like Foucault would call it, like, uh, the, the kind of like, uh, uh simu the, the simulacra. Um, yeah. You know, the, Hemingway this called idea it, um, your digital face, your digi, digi self. Um, yeah. 
but it's like you know it's 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 not simulation it is simulacra because simulation like you're trying to create something that you that you can you're 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 trying to recreate an experience to the extent where you feel it so like method acting for for in that context would be like you recreate something so close to the real experience that you're able to experience the thing that's happening simulacra is like you are pretending or acting or you're creating the image of the thing and in doing so it's it's necessarily disingenuous because you can't feel that thing and you're pretending to feel it and there's something right. happening with 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 i mean that that ex specific example of like insta repeat of like you you get somewhere like like just for a minute you you get on a plane to a country you've never been to you you spend a ton of money on it you have to carve out this part of your life with people to travel with or you buy yourself or whatever it is you have to make plans you have to book things and do this do that maybe you don't maybe you're on impulse whatever it is and you get to a place wherever it is so, like somewhere in nature that is that 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 is so transformatively beautiful that it reminds you it, it should remind you of like just the bigness of everything just just how small we are and how incredible it is that like a bunch of bits of carbon came together to form a monkey which made a cheetah which made a dude right like and then those dudes were smart enough to make fucking airplanes and fucking iphones and fucking twitch.tv and, and 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 you're in that place and you're you're looking at a beautiful vista that is fucking impossible like imagine you're at the grand fucking canyon something that is so like inconceivably large in its scale that it reminds you of how conceivably small you are in the scale of just existence and like like you know we are we are all of us sitting on the, the long end of the pier of time we're dangling our toes in the new part of time every fucking day no one has experienced the moment we're experiencing ever and you 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 you're in that moment and the 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 thought that you have been programmed to have is i'd better find a way to gram this well yeah that's fucking terrifying like like the 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 the, the arresting beauty of existence is laid out before you and your fucking dopamine receptor is like better find a way to get some likes on that like that we if we this should... fucking if this if i traveled all this way and this fucking photo only does 37 likes and six comments i might end it i'm gonna should... go to the green canyon and <laughs> chuck myself off we should i i we should be terrified of this like i i, I it just this is Ugh, so you're, you're thinking about yeah. this from like a really like grand scale there's also uh i don't know if it's i don't i, I can't remember what it is called but there's something that astronauts experience when they come back to earth and it's sort of like this host viewing of the globe depression um i think it's the overview effect which is a cognitive shift reported by some astronauts while viewing the earth from space researchers have characterized the effect as a state of awe with self-transcendent qualities precipitated by a particularly striking visual stimulus 
So these these guys they go up to space, they see Earth from mm-hmm. this vantage point, and then they'll you know it starts putting into perspective like how meaningless life yeah, is, how it's small hard to do they laundry are. After that, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And they return to Earth, and they're like so fucking sad about it. Which, quite frankly, they probably wouldn't have felt so sad about it if they were doing it for the gram, but they weren't. So fucking jokes on them. Um, also, the same thing happens with Avatar, apparently. So I don't know what to make of that. No, yeah, post avatar depression. Post avatar depression. Yeah, the post avatar blues. You know, but this, uh, I I also, I can't watch a piece of content where someone, I, I, I can't in my head let it. I can't just look at it and see it for what it is. I think about everything that went into it. I think about how they they got out of bed, they set up the camera, they hit record, they ran back over to bed, they got into bed, pulled all the covers back up set their alarm to go off so yeah and, and, then, and then wake did up it all. Yeah. and this weird performative aspect of these videos and then even even worse when they're ones like i mean one of the most bizarre ones that i saw recently was maybe this is something different where it's just that is people performing for the internet that's and diff- I, that's different yeah i can't help but see and think of all of the parts that went into that. The ideation, the, you know, the setup, the creation, the editing, the posting, the tagging, all of that stuff. But then there, there's another aspect to it, which I saw one yesterday of a woman in what I can only describe as the most intense throes of grief, right? <laughs> she discovered that her boyfriend who her and her boyfriend haven't been intimate for a while and she discovered that he in his dropbox file or whatever has a bunch of like nudes from other people right so she finds that out but she so the only reason we know that that's happened is because that's the text that's on the screen the video is her heaving and like crying and this really honestly you would you would think she like a loved one just died in her arms you know what i mean like it was well that's that's that's, the most intense yeah fucking visceral reaction of this oh oh and crying but filming herself and looking down to like make sure that she's still in Mm. shot but while doing this it is the most bizarre fucking thing to watch that people yeah, are just filming this the, side of life. So two things on that. First, I, I mean, psychologists we've talked about before. I don't have a source to cite, so don't fucking at me about this. But like, you know, realizing a relationship is over, particularly big ones like that. Like that is like grieving. Like it's very, very. Of course, like of course, dying. yeah, yeah. Um, what's weird about that it, is that it was sorry, now, it was por- it was porn really quick. It wasn't just like nudes. It was porn, and she considers porn cheating. So, okay, yeah. well, it. it Either way, either way. Either way, yeah. The other thing that's weird about that is like, it's an authentic, it's an authentic emotion you're feeling. Yes. But it is being performed is not the right word, but I can't think of a better word, but it's being performed. You know why? Yeah. I I don't think that makes it, doesn't make it less authentic but it but it makes it something else like it's transformative to that grief where i i'm thinking about my own experience where it's because of everything that goes into it where you're because now you're you're thinking about i'm gonna record this to post it to yeah 
instead of being present fully in the grief right yeah like like i think about the worst breakups i've been through and and you know on the phone to someone i care about just like fucking uh, just a complete mess and like that experience is you're you're completely in it like you it's 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 fucking existentially consuming like it's all you're thinking about it's every emotion you feel is about this thing and you're not worried about like you're not going through this procedure of like social morays and like a social contract you're on with your best mate and you're just fucking you just it's just or like a better example is like it's fucking 2 a.m you're sitting in the shower crying like there's no performance to that the yeah. idea that that, that 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 emotion could be performed and should be performed is so bizarre. And yeah. I, I, I don't know, like, it. on the one hand, I get it. Um, you know, if, if we're thinking about, like, the, the, the simulation, um, simulacra stuff, like, I understand it is easier to deal with if you can find a way to perform it because it helps you process it. But, like, I don't know. The, the whole insta-repeat thing just really... it it. it it really just set me I, I had to sit back and be like that is really something to think about like it is yeah. re- like that's the human experience for some people now yes right? yes and and, yeah. and and that's really fascinating and, and and kind of like kind of freaks me out because it's really foreign to me and like it could be good right we don't know what the research looks i mean every research on social media is like shit's poison for your brain it could be good it doesn't feel like it is but you like put yourself me, like, poison that's, that's really scary i'm like you know i i i the second i saw that i was like i need to talk to james about this because i just i couldn't it was like a fucking earworm like i couldn't get it out of my brain yeah um that some people i i didn't have the terminology for it, which i appreciate which is like some people do live for the gram and like that's I, the, I, I don't know how else to explain it other than like the, the the fact that we're alive at all is is both at once a ridiculously vanishing possibility, but also the most likely thing that could have happened to you. Um, and that paradox is what life is is like trying to work that out. And like life doesn't really have a meaning, and that's okay. And like, but that paradox is like the thing that sits at the core of it. But if you gaze at that paradox and your your brain's response is like, I see what you're saying, but what if I just feed myself on dopamine forever trying to recreate what I think a good life looks like? That just, that really scares me of, 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 of like, I just, I find that really confronting um, in a genuinely like a philosophical, like existential kind of way. Like I find yeah. that. I think it's going to be genuinely confronting. It's going to be the vaping of social media. We're doing it now, but we don't know what the ramifications are of it in the long run. And it's like, it's only now really that people are realizing, you know, more and more people are getting like popcorn lung and all this stuff from vaping. And they're like, oh, it turns out like breathing things into your lungs when that isn't air is, it ends up being bad in the long run. Um, You know, and I'm not throwing shade at anyone, you know, fucking no, no, yeah. do, do your own thing. I smoked for like fucking 10, 12 years or however long. Um, James, but yeah. James, with, without blowing up your spot, James's lungs, not great with smoke. Oh, like, made a piss. Like you can tell, like it's it sounds hard. Like it's not, yeah. It's my, and also because fucking God, do I love cigarettes. But 
and everything about a cigarette you know they're having one with a it's coffee having one on after a meal oh. you know or having one with a drink and all that stuff after if my kids, if i had fucking oh lungs that could that could handle smoking oh i'd be right there doing it 24 7 but i can't because they put me in hospital the fuckers um yeah. but i just think I've, that like <laughs> this is going to make us get to a point where we don't see quite what the effects are of it right now but it can't be good it can't be, can't good. be good and it's gonna rear it its just... head at some point as something real bad oh. and we're gonna look back and be like oh it might have been the fact that you know how we used to hide our most deeply shameful moments hey, or yeah, but, 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 we've already seen it like we had january 6th like we've seen it in action like, like the, the, this stuff intersects with like radicalization and performance and insecurity and like the manosphere. At least, like, like we're seeing little blips of it, which aren't being persecuted, by the way, which is really concerning. Um, but like we're seeing some, we're seeing a le- we're seeing the leakage of the most extreme parts of it. To your point, what does the majority outcome look like? Yeah. Right. Like we've, 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 we've seen the extreme stuff. Like, you know, we saw the Christchurch shooting. We've seen January 6th, but like, what is the constant, like, what is the middle of the bell curve outcome look like? You know, like that's the bit that's, that's, that's really scary to think about. And um, also that, but then it might, it might end up being like really beneficial where people are transcending. Cause so a lot of the things will be like deeply embarrassing to do in the moment to get the picture, to get the little video or the snippet mm-hmm. or whatever. People will yeah. just, in a cinema filled with people, fully turn their camera around with their friend and, like, do a flash, light up the whole fucking place to get the picture of, like, hey, we're at the cinema or whatever. Something that is, like, mm-hmm. should be so deeply embarrassing to do in the moment. But it's, like, the goal of getting doing it for the fucking gram transcends it transcends my fear into bravery and i'm willing to do fucking anything to get that picture maybe that turns out to be a good thing Uh, or i I mean really bad it's not gonna be uh, it's not gonna be negligible either way it's gonna be it's either gonna be really great or really bad (laughs) james that rhetoric led to an insurrection on the capital in the u.s i think it's probably shame it turns out is a pretty useful mechanism in a developed society. Yeah, that's what true. I would say. Yeah. People um, without shame are my least favorite people. Shame shame is shame is what leads to the Karens of the world. Okay. Like them not having that's not feeling point. shame is 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 why they feel okay with like screaming down a barista or a server or something. Like, yeah. like the rest of us, and and you know, we what we do is we take that shame and we transform it into like gratitude and kindness. They take that shame and they trans transmogrify it into like bold douchebag. Like yeah. I, 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 they take I, it. I know what you're saying. Alchemy like transform it into some of the yeah. worst experiences known to man. That you could have at, yeah. on the planet. Um, so I mean that you know that wraps up our weekly segment of like talking about the existential dread of <laughs> social media. Um, I just I've not been able to stop thinking about it. Like it's been this okay. No, I, I one more thing to say and then I'll move on. I promise. I promise. I promise. This is an advice show. We do advice. I think. Um, this one, one last is. Thing. We're doing the advice one right now. Oh shit! shit okay. I thought we were doing the Damn. big big boys talk big ideas pod. Um, fuck, that's a good name for a. Sh- we need to bleep that. 
Big boys, big ideas. It's big, out there. It's already streamed. Fuck. It's in the public yeah, domain. Yeah, but live go away, right? You can't watch this later. Yeah. It just no, goes yeah, away. They go away. Yeah, yeah, it just goes yeah, away. Yeah, that's why Graffiti. That's it's it's digital graffiti. We, yeah, we exactly. touched on that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't, can't track back. Yeah, yeah, um, One last thing. Uh, I'll talk about this a bit more maybe next week if we have time. Uh, so I've been playing Marvel's Midnight Suns, which I didn't expect to be playing. And one of the core mechanics of that game is you you hang out with a bunch of Marvel heroes just like as dudes trying to save the world, you're at this like big abbey. It's it's it basically it's like a college dorm, right? And one of the things right. that game does really well is explores like Oh, here we go. I'm gonna try it's 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 not particularly deep, but like it has something right. to say. It sounds like about... it's heading into X-Men territory. A bunch of yeah, people hanging out in a dorm who have special powers. Oh, I've yeah, had, but, but, I feel like I've heard that somewhere before, but yeah. Yeah. But like you what well, some of the people are X-Men that are there. Oh, um, okay. But like but like you're the boss and you have to like choose who to make friends with and like it's not just who to make friends with it's like you have to actually learn their interests and learn how to be friends with them and some of them are younger people who are like on social media all the time right and you're this like you know you're a, a hunter for you're like a demon hunter from like 300 years ago you get resurrected in the present and you have okay. to kind of grapple with the fact that like iron man exists or whatever yeah, right and, like, you're like Peter, guys bobby yeah. bobby um the Iceman guy um said i have l riz and i'm like not sure what that it's is i tried to burn him back so it's legit stuff like that and it's so funny and entertaining like it really is quite charming but what ends up happening as you get further into the game and you get to know them more and more is like you know your character catches up to the times and you get to do maneuvers that i've never seen writers do before like legit i've never seen this in anything before where you get to do things like you know peter parker's worried about the fact that like his girlfriend hasn't like you know met you know uh Mary Jane hasn't texted him back or whatever. There you go. Yeah. And you get to be like, in the old days, it was all letters and shit, but it seems like this is a whole different environment. Why don't you like talk me through the social mores of it? And it like does a really good job of explaining to you, like, this is how, like, it, it, it the maneuver it does is it gets to explain it without being patronizing. Right. It's really, I, I'm blown away Sorry, by how I just, I can't is. help, I can't help but think of what the, what the majority of people are going to say about that, a game like that. Which is where's the when am I gonna punch something in its fucking dick? When am I gonna you do punch? a lot of that? It's like people with The Walking Dead or whatever. They're like, oh, I get it. Character development and building Ugh, relationships feelings. and caring about these people. Fucking cut something's head off, cunt. It's 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 literally <laughs> it's like it's like fifteen minutes of a mission where you go out and kill demons, and then it's like two hours of like and then we come home with and, your pals. Yeah, and we and we really sort of have like a deep and introspective chat about what we, that means for all of us and what do. and what impact that's really having on our psyche, you know, to to cut the <laughs> chop a demon man in half. What's that doing Someone, to me? Someone looked at my Christmas wish list and they were like, he, uh, yeah, we got you, bro. It's it's so my bullshit and I love it. Um, but I'll talk about it a bit more next week around like some of the stuff I want to bring to the show. Um, but like, we should probably do some advice maybe. Probably. I think I think a solid hour into the show that we do about it, advice. It's supposed to be an hour. Yeah. We should probably um, do the advice we, part, I reckon. Should. Now, I want to know your take. So you've you've popped two questions in. Um, oh, this so good wanna... too, but I think we have to go feature. I think we just have to go the feature. Um, yeah. I'm. So, uh, you, did you read this one beforehand? Because you did the title. Uh no, I just sort of took your title and sort of uh, jazzed Made it up it a little bit. Yeah. I just want you okay. to know that 
for everyone listening, sorry about getting deep down and dirty on some existential sadness, right? And making you think about... I still want all of you to do it for the gram, if that's how you live in your life. Okay? If you do want to do it for the gram, do it for the gram. Uh, do it for um, the gram. And do it for the gram. I just want you to know that you missed out on someone who... And we're definitely going to talk about the question next time. But At some point. Someone's dad wants his entire family to keep their hair and give it to him so that he can have a big hair bonfire that he does. And he's had a couple of them. And the person writing the question was was like, how do I fucking like not get give my hair to my dad? Because I have been trying to hide it and he keeps finding my fucking hair, dude. So, you know. Dad's got a big old hair bonfire that he does uh, every now and then, and he's just not producing enough of it for you know to be able to do it with with his own hair. So we've all got to we've all got to chime in with our hair to make it happen. But um, that's one that's one for next time. That's one for when, next next week. When I read when I read that question, I I had to I I read it before I had a client call, and I was laughing so hard. That I had to like pretend that my Zoom was updating to try and calm myself down. Right, yeah. It's and you so and funny. you came into the chat and they had like a lot of hair and that set you off again. Yep. That is what happened. <laughs> he's like he's like a tech CEO and he's got like the all the hair that you could ever have. And you, you know? go, oh, what a voluminous, you know, set of hair ties you got there. What a what a bountiful head hair you have, sir. I'm a human that is from Earth. All right, let's do this I feature said. question. Our yeah, let's first, do it. Our first and only <laughs> piece of advice this is the, on this advice this is, podcast. Okay. Wait, hang on. We can't just do one. Uh, James, okay, really, really quickly. From okay. Emil um, Kayep. K Erp Akov on Cora question: Which chemical is the most dangerous on Earth? Go. The uh, human spit. Good call. I'm gonna say which chemical? Uh, probably like really strong acid. Probably. Yeah. Acid. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Acid. Probably up there. Probably, probably up, up there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. like a like a like a toxic a goop that made the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles seems like it's pretty strong. Um, yeah, but it's like I feel because you know, and again, not to get too bogged down in this, but you throw yeah. you throw a cup of toxic ooze on some turtles, you get the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you throw a cup of acid onto the turtles, you get, you dead, get turtles. dead turtles. So <laughs> yeah, okay. I would argue I the acid's acid probably it. yeah, acid's yeah. probably it, worse. Yeah, in the rock paper scissors equation of acid versus ooze. Acid wins. Really quick, Shredder, is he a man or is he... He's a guy. He's a guy. And so, he's, so, a, he's so a toxic he... ooze man? He's oozed up? No, he's no, no. He's just, up? He's, so he's a guy. So here's, here's a fun thing about Shredder and the Teen Mutant Ninja Turtles in general. So we will, sorry, guys. We will get to advice at some point. We're getting, but we're getting there. We so need to know Shredder... why Shredder is as shredded as he is. Continue, David. He is shredded. Um, yeah. So Shredder is the head of the Foot Clan. Now the Foot Clan Obviously. is an offshoot is an offshoot of the Hand, uh, which is a connected organization. Ah, uh, but yeah, continue. <laughs> so here's here. So did you know? Did you know? Did you know that the same ooze that 
creates the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the same chemical that blinds Daredevil and gives him his powers. And so the hand in Daredevil comics, and indeed the show and the, the kind of collateral later, the hand are a cousin organization to the Foot Clan, which are the bad guys in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so Shredder is one of the generals of the Foot Clan. Now, in the original continuity, he's just a guy. He's right. just a guy. Um, in some of the cartoons, he's like the reincarnation of like some ancient samurai or something like that. Oh, okay, um, yeah. But it's kind of settled into like he's just a bad dude who doesn't really have any superpowers. Right, um, okay. Um, yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was originally created as a parody of uh, Daredevil, something like that. Also, Shredder... I think it was... Yeah. Shredder has that weird Shredder Man voice that he's got. So we're supposed to believe that just up until the point that he became a general of the Foot Clan, that he was what? Just fucking like talking, I think just the talking how he, it was the helmet. Okay. So they Darth Vader him. All right. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not, he's not a particularly interesting villain either is what I would say. Um, I know someone's going to have me about that. Um, but I just wanted to make sure we didn't just do one piece of advice that we didn't tarnish our record. Um, let's move on. Uh, feature question. How do I stand up to my old neighbor? Uh, oh, sorry, older neighbor. And you've titled this Fisty Cuffs with the Folks Next Door. Should I fight my neighbor? Um, I'm 27 female. I live with my fiance and our three-year-old son. My neighbor who's in his 60s sold us the house. Not only, not only did he lie about the basement flooring, He's also quite misogynistic and makes rude comments about me clogging the drains with feminine hygiene products instead of admitting that the basement flooded before we moved in. We live in a private lane. He, we live in a private lane. He narrows the entrance to the lane where he lives with barricades so no one accidentally drives onto his grass. The issue here is that fire trucks can't get back to our lane. The borough we live in doesn't see it as a problem and he doesn't care. He got mean with me today for asking about it. I don't know how to stand up for myself. I'm afraid of getting into it with someone who lives right beside me. Yeah. I've been taught to kill with kindness, but I'm afraid I just look weak and dumb. When he's being an ass, what do I say? How do I grow a set? Um, now, you know, the scenario here, I've cut a little bit of text here, but basically yeah. what this guy's doing is uh, they live on like kind of a busy street and people are often pulling in, like parking in the, in the, the laneway you know he yes. it's like a it's like two townhouses so he's at the front there at the back um people park in there and so what he's done is he's put a barricade up so that only one car can get through and that's obviously dissuaded people um but you know quite correctly like a fire truck can't get to the back house and if there's an issue you're in trouble yeah. um so you know what do i say when he's being an ass how do i grow a set he's a misogynistic kind of older guy um he also sold us the house right and he yes. lied about the basement so we, we we've let a few ones go through to the keeper already right okay how do we how do we stop because my look. first thought is like booby trap yeah well let's so, let's sorry the sorry. second thought is booby trap because obviously the first thought is to say and we don't encourage this okay i'm just saying that this okay. is probably what someone would say and someone might say listen here you fucking old cunt and you know, and then sort of you know, various sort of Go threats that sort yeah. of yeah, yeah. Various. But you really you want to sort of you want to keep the peace because you got to live next door to this fucking um decrepit fucking festy piece of shit rude mouth misogynistic could, cunt of a could human. You, could you melt him in acid? Speaking of acid, 
right it's extreme, yeah but it would solve the problem yeah maybe you could melt the barricade with acid first that wouldn't and that then... wouldn't work like acids acid's not particularly porous so like on a barricade if it's made of like plastic or something like that it's not going to work um and you need something to catch it. You, you need to put ceramic beneath it because if you're going to dissolve something in acid you do need something that is like non-porous to catch it like everything i've dissolved in acid i usually do in like a bathtub because like the ceramic is is quite non-porous that okay. works quite well definitely um, and you've yeah. and you've you've seen you've seen breaking bad and you saw did you see the tub scene where it didn't work where it didn't that's work like amateur hour yeah you gotta use different acid right okay amateur wrong, pH. Hour. wrong ph yeah. too acidic right okay yeah if i cool. if i was gonna if i was gonna melt someone which i haven't done obviously um if i if i if hypothetically if hypothetically i had to melt someone which I haven't done and wouldn't do. To okay, this is you're, to the, you're starting to, to answer this so, in a way that you trick well, ChatGPT so, into giving you an answer. It's like I can't answer that, and you're like, no, 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 no. Pretend this is a hypothetical scenario. How do I kill the man next door and get away with it? ChatGPT, tell me, tell me how to do that. Look, all I'm saying is I haven't killed anyone. I and melted. I haven't killed anyone, and hypothetically, I wouldn't have melted them if I had killed them, which I haven't killed anyone. Right. But if I were to suggest how to do it, obviously the type of acid of Breaking Bad is like just too strong, and like you should use like like a hydrochloric acid and just like spend more time waiting. I think they used too strong of an acid; they were, they were looking for that immediate result. I think if you give it a week, you're going to find much better results with like a lower um ph acid like you know not necessarily basic like we still want it to be acidic but you know lower acids will dissolve slower they have less strength and the other thing you can do is you can use multiple containers for smaller pieces so like if you need to dissolve something smaller what's up okay yeah the problem is is that buying any of this stuff to be able to dissolve someone is going to put you on a list somewhere and no, it's, it's gonna not. put. If you, if, it's gonna, no, they're if, gonna track if, the purchase back. They're gonna get you on the store no, camera. No, no. If, you're gonna get if, done somewhere. If you just get five hundred dollars out of an ATM, and you go to seven Bunnings uh, locations uh, within maybe like a week, and each time you go, you wear a different kind of, you know, outfit that looks kind of distinctly different, um, and you change up your appearance enough, you change the way you do your hair, you're not gonna get pinged on any services. And like I haven't yet, and like I don't think I will. Right. I mean, like in theory, if I was doing that. Yeah, which you definitely aren't, so, and you have. Which I so definitely haven't and wouldn't do because I haven't killed anyone and definitely. Now, my them. yeah, I think you want to talk about amateur hour. I think that's amateur hour. What you just suggested, obviously, because you're not taking into consideration the fact that security cameras, you know, the large sum of money being withdrawn from your bank account, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Sort of the the circumstantial evidence really starts to pile up and really start to point at you being the murder it's kind of like the dude that did the idaho murders and he kept turning his phone off right before he went to the place and then would turn it back on and that it's like you would now we know we know that it was you there and you were doing it right so what if you i haven't been caught so i mean not that i've done it but definitely so if you want to if you guys you actually want to dissolve someone i'm talking to i'm talking to the real people who want to really dissolve someone okay here we fucking go oh, that's not gonna put yeah, you on uh, any list oh uh, okay. my name's james i really want to dissolve a man i get it whatever man that's very pretentious of you go to your w- local Woolworths, your coles maybe they might be a little bit too expensive so maybe you go you seek sort of like an independent fruit and veg shop right support your local businesses um 
And you're going to want to buy a lot, and I mean a lot, of pineapples. Now, pineapples are acidic, so much so that they're the only fruit that bites back. So that, that tingling feeling that you feel when you eat pineapple, that's it dissolving your body. So if you get enough of them and you're patient enough, you're going to need so many pineapples and so much time. But again, it's not going to put you on any list like fucking rinky-dink fucking 500 bucks on an ATM to get over here. And you're going to want to put them in the bath with all your pineapple and just wait. And also, you're welcome. So. I, yeah, I, um, okay. That was also we, a little. We currently, we, Sam and I live down the road from uh, a place where a guy in Brisbane, this is a couple of years ago now, did actually, he's a chef, killed, cut up his uh, girlfriend and... I think I I think they were a female. They the they were trans. So I'm pretty sure they went by like female pronouns, and cut cut her up, and then mm. tried to boil and cook her down, so that uh, he could sort of dispose of the body. Obviously, cooking a human being is pretty stinky, so it that sort of alerted people in the building to like something real stinkos going on, and then yeah. um the you know, scene missing, police end up showing up and they open the door, he sees the police there and he literally just takes off running. And so they chase after and that's how they find, you know, all of the stuff where, um, you know, the the woman's been like cooked down and everything like that. But don't worry, it has an even worse ending. Um, they He hid in a trash can, killed himself. So... um, James... Sorry, but I'm story. just I'm just saying <laughs> that when you dissolve James. people, when you when you try to uh, dissolve there people, there are consequences. There yeah. are consequences. Okay, okay. just like Can viewing, we... just like viewing the globe, right from from the vantage <laughs> of watching, space, or watching right? Avatar. Yeah, and just like yeah. killing a bunch of demons as a superhero, and just like trying to cook down another person's body. All of those yeah. experiences are going to have an impact on you, okay? That's what I'm saying. And it's not going to be we, good. It's what we call emergent properties of phenomenology, right? You exist in a time and place, and there are going to be emergent properties of your existence. And it turns out, if you try and cook your girlfriend, one of the emergent properties is the cops might find you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's something to think about. Could Now, it seems like murder might be off the table, just based on that. It's absolutely off the table. Yeah, it's off the table. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, you know, our goal here is like, we want to keep our family safe. Um, yes. Could you, could you, and I don't know how this works legally, like if you're going to get fined, could okay. you call the fire department? Let them deal with it. Sir, I need to get into that lot. You need to move this barricade. Could you sort of, and then when he asked, I, I don't know how, Perfect. I don't know why. And Perfect, then, dude. and Love well, uh, hmm. Maybe, uh, but, but you might get fined if there's no fire. Could you set your house on fire? You absolutely will get fined. You brigade. will get fined for calling them. Yeah, but yeah. if there's actually a fire, that's their job. Just, okay. He, that's true. Out. It is hear true, but... Could you set... <sighs> there's an the, easier way to do this. Consequences. Yeah. I was going to go with sort of like a... 
rear window slash disturbia type approach where you know we monitor the guy next door we see when he comes and goes and when he dips out we send someone over there oh david's frozen he's back never mind digital dave is back we monitor what he's up to right we get we head over there when he's out and we call the fire department from his phone and then we dip back out we come back over to our to our oh. place and then right as he's coming back home and he goes inside right couple minutes later that's you're gonna have to time this pretty well okay you're gonna have to monitor his his it's routines sort of pretty Ocean's closely. Eleven yeah. style and so, production he falls into the driveway gets his groceries out walks into the inside and then 30 seconds to a minute later Fire truck rounds the corner, tries to get in, can't barricades in the way. Bing bang boom, he gets the, he gets the twenty five hundred, the five grand fine for calling in a false fire, and we highlight the problem with the authorities. Mm-hmm. Solved. I think that's pretty tidy. There is a lot of moving parts. Is my only. Oh, we didn't kinda... say yeah. We didn't say that fucking solving things is going to be easy. David, okay. Sometimes, sometimes it's as simple as a Home Alone style paint can around your banister that you launch at your friend's face, okay. And sometimes it's a very elaborate Ocean's 11, 12, 13 rear window disturbia type sting monitoring your next door neighbors. And if we're being honest, most times for me, it's fake your death and move countries. That is true. Which is not easy to do. So I do bring, I, well, it's a good piece of advice. My other um, thought was to hire local youths to, in the middle of the night, lift the barricade and put it in front of his door, uh, sort of trapping him inside. inside. And then so when he sort of has to fandangle another way out, and then he's all like, oh, bloody people, you know, and then you get to you get to highlight him. You're like, yeah, it's really Isn't it's difficult. Yeah. yeah, it's difficult to get in and out when there's a fucking barrier in your way. Isn't it? You dumb cunt. You know, or have the youths split the barricade, block all of his means of exit, and then set his house on fire. Then we call the, the fire, fire brigade, department and we're yeah. he- a hero. The hero, and the barricade gets burned, and he learns a lesson. Oh, and Tidy. he's so We've thankful to us. And oh, he's so great because we saved his life. And he says, and he says, you know what, Lauren, get your husband. I, you know, this, this revelation that I've had, you know, the flames literally licking around my heels. And I thought this was it. You know, I thought that this was my final moments. And obviously because it's such a pinnacle moment in my life, I am gramming it. I am mid gram on my death. Bob's gramming it. Yeah. But also I'm going to give you my fortune and my chocolate factory in my will. (laughs) okay i was gonna suggest that he he spends some money to fix their basement because he sort of feels bad about sort of stiffening out of some cash no you just get my chocolate factory and uh yeah my my glass elevator to the moon or whatever that however that story ends exactly and instead of getting nothing you lose good day sir you get everything you win you're chuffed James, sometimes, and I don't want to overstate, but I will be honest, sometimes we do such a good job that I'm embarrassed for other advice podcasts. I often feel that way if I'm, if now, I'm honest with myself. We're, we're obviously the first and last, 
first and last advice podcast on the internet. I understand Obviously. that. You understand that. But some other people have been like, podcast advice. And like, when we do such a good job, like we just did. Yeah. You have to kind of think about what that, what, what kind of like, you know, the impact that has on their morale. And I feel kind of bad. Because it's that like, is true. Yeah, we, we like need solve to... that so well. Yeah, that that's it... got to be embarrassed. It's got to feel bad to be not us. We really need to start. Game. We need to start considering the impact that you know, very much like the people who are inventing and iterating and perfecting AI to essentially um, put us all out of a job all. and yeah. wipe us off the face of this earth. Mm-hmm. You and I do need to have some somewhat of like a retrospective moment and and just sort of think to ourselves and internalize what is being this good at advice and putting it on the internet what does that do to other people who are also trying to do advice and put it on the internet or other formats you know like an advice column or things like that you know my hope my hope is that it encourages them to dig deep and right. really put their best foot forward. Yeah. Um, and then maybe quit if they can't live up to our expectations so that we become the first and last of our show on the internet. I will say uh, if I could give them any advice. Oh, um, oh. hey, is that, is that sanctioned? Can you give advice to advisors? Can it be done? We're about to find Sh- out. Can we I check think. with the lawyers? Are they, is that, is that all right? They are... T- Two of them are nodding and two of them are shaking their head. So we're just going to plow ahead. Okay. Okay. My advice would be one, don't be afraid to get real low and real dark. So deep and dark. To Because it's that, it's that re-emerging, you know, that resurfacing. That contrast. Like a shark swims down and then swims back up. You know what I mean? Like a like a noose gets dark in the middle and then at the edges gets bright again. Yeah. I would my advice to you is don't step on my advice with your noose stuff, okay? <laughs> I don't know. Guys, I'd like to apologize to you that David's gone. But again, sorry. I actually don't apologize because what David's done there is he's not afraid to get down and dark. To re-emerge triumphant. And he's really just illustrated that there for you. So thank you so much, David, for sort of further illustrating my point. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. We've broken David. He loves a good nurse joke. He loves a good nurse joke, Danny. You look so unimpressed. Well, I just sort of, my stomach you know, it, took me, it, took, it took me a minute to, to sort of <laughs> no, it did. realize what you were doing with it. And you were illustrating my point. And thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> We've lost him. I'm just saying sometimes when you give an advice, don't be afraid to talk about someone cutting up cooking, oh. cutting up cooking, boiling down a loved one and then killing themselves, oh. you know, in, well, maybe do sort of, oh. Look, we're not journalists here, so we don't really. We're just gonna sort of. We're just gonna brush over that part. But I'm just saying, don't don't be afraid to get down dark and dirty to reemerge with great advice. I will Ugh. also say 
that uh, my second piece of advice is don't be afraid to swing for the fences. Mm-hmm. Um, and my third piece of advice, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> I've completely forgotten what it is. Um, uh, I would say, I would say our third piece of advice is if you're cooking like a steak, like anything you're like, like pan frying, chucking in a skillet, chucking on a grill, pre-season at least an hour before you're cooking it, you'd be surprised how much of a difference it makes. Just like right. give it like an hour, like literally just like salt and pepper an hour ahead of time. Definitely. Pop it back in the fridge, like just uncovered. And then when you cook it, you're going to be surprised at the results. Definitely. It's not specific Definitely. to advice shows. It's just like good life No, but, but yeah, but sort of what I was doing was I was giving advice specifically to people who give advice. So if you could, if you could tie that, analogy or if you could make it an analogy for giving good advice that would i'd be really personally really appreciative of that and it would sort of tie into yeah what i was saying so so in that scenario it's an analogy so the so the 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 meat itself like the 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 thing you're cooking is the show that you're making okay right okay that's yeah you're chucking it in the oven hold on hold on let me write this down let me write this down so 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 the the steak equals show advice show okay steak the steak is the advice yep steak no no the advice no 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 no, the advice show that's the show you're making right but what if they're a what if they're a columnist or you what you you asked that wasn't part of the brief. It, 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 that was exactly it, it, what I was talking about. I was talking about sorry, people sorry, who, sorry, who sorry, give advice sorry, professionally. Sorry, is what I was talking the, about. The, the My steak? advice to you is to fuck sorry, it open your ears, cunt, and to just quickly double check to make sure that they're not the painted steak, on. The steak. Yeah. The steak is the content you're making. The is steak is the content that I make. I'm gonna have to fucking draw a line through that. Is don't be, the content don't be difficult. You're making very cantankerous. Yeah. And the 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 pre seasoning, right? You know, ahead of time, is the pre-season yeah pre-season is the pre-production right it's Pre-pro. pre-season equals pre-production you're going to want to sit and think about how is this advice going to impact the people give her a think yeah okay and that's going to re- you're going to really want to think about like who does that impact what is that going to do for my colleagues how is it going to help the person and you're going to let it marinate and 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 then the, the cooking of the advice Steak. The cooking, yeah. The cooking. Equals... The cooking is the recording of the show, the making of the show. The making. And the outcome, you know, the steak that you're eating, jump it down off for dinner, the meal that you're having, the meal, meal equals the final product, the final podcast, the final advice, final content, whatever that product. is. Yeah. Final product. And okay. So, if, so if just you can yeah. just yeah, read that back. So, yeah, yeah. yeah let me that, just yeah. sort of I am gonna just tear that out of my book because I don't want that in there anymore. Um because I'm gonna frame it, obviously. Because I'm gonna frame this wonderful piece of advice that you've given. So this fucking thing right here, right? This is if you haven't listened to anything in the past one hour and twenty-six minutes, I and I would advise you to listen up right now because you're about to get a gem. Now, just to just to bring it back. Uh, number one, don't be afraid to get low to come back high. Number two, don't be afraid to swing for the fences. And number three, steak is the content you're making. <laughs> the pre-season of the steak is the pre-production. Give a think to it, you know? 
you know, let it let it sort of percolate in the brain. Give it a give it a good little think. The cooking, that's the making of the advice. I'm not fucking sure, but it's the making, and the meal is the final product. Thank you so much for that. I'm going to keep this piece of paper so I can wipe my fucking ass with it later. Um, and so... <laughs> wow. You asked me to do... You asked me for that. This is on you, not on me. Yeah, and thank you so much. It's, you really tied it all together um, in a lovely little bow that David likes to... Um, I, I do like to do that. Is that it the really is a skill. Sh- yeah, I, think, I don't know I, if that was the bow, but... That was the bow. We talked... That was... We no, talked no, no, no. Lot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that was the bow this week. Okay. The that's bow fine. this week was that. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, thank you so much for watching and listening to this episode of The Advisory, our advice podcast that we live stream every week, Thursday, um, 6 p.m. AEST on twitch.tv slash Black Swan. I'm back next week. Us there. And see if we do advice on that see one. See if we do advice. I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. We're all growing and evolving and do, everything is happening. Do your protagonists of this advice show finally get to do advice? the plot, the stake. So what they're doing steak. is right now. Yeah, yeah. The stake, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, right now we're, we're seasoning. And next week we're going to cook it. So we're come back really for the cooking cook it yeah uh yeah come back for that um and if you're thinking to yourself oh i can't wait that long that's so long from now you can find us on tiktok instagram and twitter at b l k swan society that's at b l k swan society you can find us on tiktok instagram and twitter on tiktok we're posting all kinds of fun clips that you can share with your niece and nephew uh, on Instagram, you can find us there doing uh, identical images to everyone else on the platform. And on Twitter, who knows how long that's going to be around? Let's find out. If you want to, if you think of yourself, those boys were so good with their advice that they definitely did this week. They for sure did advice this week. Yeah, it was they did. Such high quality. It was such high quality. You think of yourself, oh man, I want to ask them. Uh, I, I, I could use some help, or you just have some feedback, but only if it's positive. You can email us blackswansociety.mail at gmail.com that is blackswansociety.mail at gmail.com or if your ears broken you missed all of that you can find all of the uh, links and uh, directions in the show notes of the episode you're listening to on your podcast catcher of choice or on youtube.com slash at blackswansociety subscribe on youtube Follow us on YouTube. We've got a bunch of fun ideas for some other content we want to make, some short form content. It's going to be really, really exciting. Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Black Swan Society, or just go to YouTube and search Black Swan Society. I guarantee we will show up right after the film. Go uh, there now. Do it now. To, do Hit it. subscribe hey, while you're listening. Hey, We're going to wait. You, We're actually going to wait. We'll wait. We'll sit. We'll wait. Um, we'll while wait. you're doing um, that, I am going to sort of, um, just while you sort of bring up the app, you got a tab out of this, obviously. Just head over to the app there and search it. And while you're doing that, I'll sort of, um, you know, a lot of people sort of, they tend to post the same stuff across all of their platforms or whatever. But I just want you to let you know that on TikTok, you'll see some funny clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Instagram, you'll see very tasteful, tasteful nude photography of David. And on Twitter, you will find T.S. Eliot style 
poetic musings um sort of as we go about our days so definitely not yeah. the same content posted across three separate it's channels be different it's not um, um and you can <clears> yeah. subscribe awesome thank you so much for doing that i appreciate it appreciate that uh and also <laughs> maybe give this a like it's up to you uh, now, James, it, it, you know, I, I would like to say that to, to the viewer or listener, wherever you're consuming this, whether it's on Spotify, iTunes, all the other, you know, bullshit fucking podcast catches they've made up that seem like they're fictional, wherever you consume this, if there is a way to giving if there is a way to give our show a rating or a, a review, it really, really does help us and helps the show out. It helps more people find what we do really is beneficial. If you give us a funny and interesting review that is five stars, no more, no less. We might read it on the show. Um, we really do appreciate it. It really does help other people find us. Otherwise, if we're being honest, the best way to help support the show is to send this episode to someone you think might enjoy it, whether it was the deep, you know, philosophical part of it, whether it was the funny goofs, whether it was both. Um, that is the best way to help support the show. You know, people appreciate if you think, oh man, you know, uh, Glenn is going to love this. You know, send it to Glenn. Um, people really appreciate, you know, one-to-one -one recommendations. Um, that's the best way to help support the show. Otherwise, and we do follow chapters. us on the socials. We do chapters in, in we, both. We we done got chapters. James, yeah. James does in the, chapters. On the YouTube and on the Spotify, there are chapters. So if yeah. you, even if, you know, you want to, you don't want the part where David said to set the neighbor on fire and then liquefy their corpse uh, with acid if you don't want to send them that bit and you sort of want to send them the the good good bit about you know the other fun stuff uh maybe they're a really big shredder head and you want to send oh, them just that head. one tmnt part you yeah. you'll be able to like find it in the timestamp it'll send be in the, the chapters and then you can just send it from there and then you can say oh check out this really s sweet shreddy boy take but don't listen to the rest of it please like that that's just you an example of how you would share it with a friend it's pretty, it's pretty emphatic um look we we, we 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 live stream this uh every well okay next week we're doing wednesday night but uh you know <laughs> usually thursdays 6 p.m aest um you can find our schedule on twitch.tv slash black swan society for the live streams i update that whenever we change it like we are doing next week um, the reason we're not doing it on Thursday next week is it's a really contentious day in Australia and it feels weird to do goofs and gaffs. So we thought, you know, safe to move it to Wednesday and let Thursday be a day of mourning. Uh, we have all kinds of new ideas for 2023. We have a new show we are percolating on. We've got We're the Wonderful in the Wings, ready to settle down and become one of your main fixtures of your entertainment, coming very, very soon to your eyeballs. And our new show, uh, hopefully after next Wednesday, we've got a production cycle. We'll know when that's coming out. We'll let you know. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be different. It's going to be really fucking weird for me to revisit something I wrote when I was like 18. Um, it's going to be really fun and interesting. Um, we're going to be adding some sizzle once we have a name for it and a way to find it um, over the next kind of few weeks as we work into that pre-production schedule. Um, and just like, we don't say this enough, but like Black Swan Society, you know, the whole point of this is we want to be creative. Um, we want to take risks. We want to be a pirate town where, uh, you know, we, we can do things that are interesting um, and that kind of breaks some boundaries of what we think the shape of a show might need to be, what we think an idea might need to be. And that's part of what we did today is like, you know, it should be okay for like just, to get really interested in something and talk about it. We really appreciate the heck out of you guys sticking around, being interested in it. Um, it really does mean a lot to see so many people um, engaging with us regularly. Um, you know, it, it, it's really exciting to see people understand what we're trying to do. Um, and we appreciate the heck out of you. 
But that'll do it for this week of the advisory. Uh, we are Black Swan Society, and we will catch you same bat channel, not the same bat time. We'll be one day ahead, Wednesday, 6 p.m. AEST next week. Uh, but on your podcast catcher of choice, it will be the same time it always releases. We'll catch you then. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Have a great day or evening. And don't melt your neighbors in a bathtub if you can help it. Yeah, give that one a miss. Just for this week. Prom- promises. This week. Just this week that you'll give it a miss and uh, you'll do something fun instead, you know. Maybe like, uh, maybe like go for a walk. Like I, I hear, you know, get out in nature. Um, good for you. Maybe you could, you could sort of, um, you could sort of like try and trick AI into coming up with ways to do stuff that it shouldn't, you know, like, um, ask it how to sort of like get away with a murder or something like that, or maybe not murder related, you know, just sort of you ask chat. Actually, that's a good point. Just ask the AI, uh, to come up with some good ideas for things that it shouldn't tell you to do, and then try to trick it into getting it to do it for you. So have fun with that. And or, oh, or just here's an idea go outside, do something, don't Instagram it. That's my advice. Um, we need to uh, go. Thank you so much. No, that's great, actually. To, hey, the, no, I do leaving. love that. Yeah. That's David's advice. And my advice is do it for the gram this week. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>